What's up, y'all? Welcome, 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 welcome to episode three of the podcast. I know last week I did not release anything. It's been crazy lately, but I, and I've been kind of, I'm not even going to lie, I've been kind of in my head, like, girl, you know, what do you want to talk about? You know, I feel like sometimes the topic, you know, you want the topics to flow, but sometimes I feel like the topics flow a little too much to a point where I start to get kind of confused on what I am kind of led to speak about. But we are back on track. And I was like, I cannot go two weeks without recording an episode. So boom, here I am. I hope you guys had a great week. This week has been kind of hectic for me. I'm starting a new job. So just kind of adjusting to that and the routine of getting the babies together, my oldest ball to school, all of those things. But thank God for such a very strong support system that is just so helpful. And pretty soon, the babies will be in daycare. So, you know, it's it's just a lot. It's been a lot. It's been an adjustment. But we got through the week. Successful week. Blessed week. God is good. Boom. Here we are. So, this week's episode is really going to be based off of something that I've kind of been helping a really good friend of mine through this week. And I want to know, and I want to talk about this because I feel like I've been in this predicament before. What keeps you staying in a relationship that you know is over? So like, okay, um, I was given permission by my friend to share this information, just not to drop no names. So basically, it is a situation where he has a child with a girl and they're together and it's like he was on his way to exit out of the relationship and then she dropped the bomb that she was pregnant. So he was kind of already ready to leave prior to her even getting pregnant. But once she got pregnant, you know, he felt like the honorable thing to do would be to stay. And, you know, he he, he stuck it out. And they have a small child, um, toddler age, and he really is not happy. Um, he just reached out to me just kind of telling me about different things within a relationship. And I asked him straight up, I'm like, you know, do you feel like this is your person? And he said, honestly, no, I don't. You know, then for me, like I told him, I said, then I feel like you're kind of selling yourself short because you're putting these lifetime expectations on a temporary person. Like this isn't even the person you want to be with. So I talked about reasons of why he was staying and everything that he talked about was a negative attribute of leaving, you know, well, I have to be working at this time and who going to get my son. And, you know, she, I I don't know how she's going to be when I leave. And it's like, you're worried about all of the negatives and you're talking yourself out of your own happiness. So for you guys, what was, what were some of the things that kept you in relationships that you knew were over? Like for me, I know me personally, I stayed in relationship, I stayed in a relationship that I knew was over out of comfort. You know, that was a familiar person. It was me not having to start over again. I had kids with the person. It just made sense in my head, you know, knowing that there was no boundaries, there was no respect, there was 
really no mutual love at that point, but it was just a comfort thing. It was a codependency. Codependency is so real. And a lot of times people associate codependency with needing a person financially. And a lot of the times codependency has nothing to do with that. Codependency typically is going to be your typical person who doesn't want to be alone. And for me, it's like I spent so many years alone before getting in my last relationship that I felt like I couldn't see my codependency. I couldn't see where I had become codependent because I was so used to the independence of being by myself, you know, and single prior to that relationship. So in my head, I guess I kind of convinced myself that it would be nothing for me to go back to single life. You know what I mean? Where in real life, I struggled. I struggled a lot um, coming out of that relationship and just kind of being to myself because at that point, it's like I had to really do my work. I had to really start to process everything that led up to the breakup, everything that was happening presently in that moment. It's like you have to then sit in your shit. You know what I mean? There's no way around it. So back to my friend, you know, we're talking and, you know, he's just saying how, you know, there's, it's it's like, He's like, you know, I text her when I'm at work and stuff and we talking or whatever. And, you know, if I miss you, can't wait till I get till you get home. And then when I come through the door, it's just a dry hay and that's it. And then they co-sleep with their son. So, you know, she's got the baby in the bed. So he's sleeping on the couch until she gets the son to sleep. And then he go get in the bed. But it's no intimacy or anything. And being coming from a relationship where intimacy played a big role um, in like ultimately kind of like the demise of my relationship. You know, you get so used to a person, but they start to do so many things that may be unattractive to you. So you're just not, if I'm not mentally there, I'm not going to physically be there is basically what that was. Um, So it's like, you know, knowing how important intimacy is in a relationship, it's like, how else are y'all connecting? You know, y'all text throughout the day, but it's not nothing deep or where y'all are expressing feelings or any type of a connection. But intimacy, like I always say, is not just sex. You know, intimacy can be, oh, babe, I know you had a long day at work. Go ahead and take your shower. I'll get the baby down and we can, I can give you a massage. Anything of one-on-one quality time is intimacy, you know? I'm like, you know, I'm asking him, like, you know, do y'all kiss? Is it like a kiss on the way out the door? Anything? And it's none of that. Just cold in that department. So I don't, I've been cheated on, so I know how that feels. I don't condone cheating. But sometimes the lack of intimacy can make your partner feel like it's okay. And as jacked up as it is to make that decision, because it is a decision, it's not something, if something is missing in your relationship, that doesn't automatically open the door for you to allow somebody else in. But some people are weak. The flesh is weak. Some people don't have no loyalty. Some people don't have any boundaries. So it's like, those are the the decisions that people tend to make. So That's another question that I'm going to pose to you guys. How important is intimacy? How 
how do you rank intimacy in your relationship? You know, in my current relationship, there's so much intimacy because I feel like we have distance between us. So we have that opportunity to cut to connect on a different level where we communicate all the time and we talk about everything from spirituality to our goals, our dreams, our ambition, fusing all those things together to build things for us as a unit, you know? So all of those things have built like this crazy amount of intimacy within my current relationship. And it's such a good feeling and such a great way to connect with your partner. So for you, how important is intimacy? Um, back to my friend, he feels like he asked me if I felt like he was stupid for staying. And I told him, no, you know, I don't feel like you're stupid, but I feel like you're settling. You know, settling and stupid are two different things. You're settling because you feel like you don't want to abandon your son. But leaving a woman who doesn't make you happy, child or not, does is not abandoning your child. And that was what I was trying to get across to him. You know, you can leave the person. That does not mean abandonment of your children. Just like in my situation, having a failed marriage, you know, just because I didn't have a, the best husband does not mean he has to fail as a father. You know, at that point, failure is a choice. What you choose to do with the outcome of the relationship is one thing, but that has no bearing on how you parent. Um, so my thing to him was at the end of the day, if you leave that relationship, you two then transition into a different type of relationship, which is co-parenting. And that is also a relationship. She is still your partner when it comes to raising that child. So it's not that y'all just hate each other and will never communicate again, unless that's something that she's on, but it's just the shift of the relationship. It's not a romantic relationship any longer. It's us doing what's in the best interest of our child that we have in common. So even that in itself can be difficult um, to separate the two or when one person wants more and the other person doesn't. Um, all of those things make it difficult. But back to his situation with the with the girl he's dating, I told him, you know, based off what he's told me, it sounds like she's really comfortable. You know, you you pay 98% of the bills. So she's comfortable. She's secure. You know, this is a safe haven for her. You know, she knows that she's going to be taken care of. But with that, there still comes a responsibility of you as his woman, you know what I mean? To take care of his needs and to be his helpmate, to make life a little easier. You know, I feel like nobody wants a partner who doesn't contribute to me in such a way that things feel like you're lightening my load, right? So I told him, you know, it's not selfish of you to want to be intimate with your partner. It's not bad of you to want to have sex it's like all of those things come with a relationship and as a woman you know he was like you know she she gives a lot of excuse to being she just is so tired or you know xyz and I said she may be tired but what's what's 20 minutes you know what I mean not putting no time limit on you know what what he do but I'm just saying what's 15 20 30 minutes out of your evening gonna do Especially when you spend it in the bed scrolling on your phone anyway. 
<laughs> that sounded like that little um Everest commercial. <laughs> you spend all day on the phone anyway. Um, but yeah, you know, it's like relationships are give and take. And I told him, I said, you know, at this point, you both are holding each other up from what's ultimately going to make you both happy. You know, if she has self-esteem issues and he has cheated, he did admit that to me, he has cheated in their past. And I said, you know, some women stay stuck in that. You know, they pick themselves apart to a point where they don't feel like you find them attractive because if you did, then why would you have done X, Y, or Z? You know, even if it's something that y'all have discussed, even if it's something that y'all have, and I'm using air quotes, y'all, moved on from or something that you have tried to make peace with, it's still something that weighs heavily especially when you really love that person. Sometimes the relationship is never the same after infidelity. You know what I mean? So it's one of them things where it's like you have to take into account what may be causing. You know, you can feel like with all your heart, you're doing your best. You're doing everything you can do for this person. You holding it down, right? You getting up 5 o'clock in the morning. You going out here. You grinding. You getting that money. You making sure them bills paid. You know, you making sure y'all child is taken care of. All of that. And that's what's up. It's nothing wrong with that. But there can still be pieces missing. That's just like for women. We can feel like, you know, I work hard and I clean the house and I wash clothes. I fold clothes and I have sex with him. But it could still be things missing. You know, it could be how you talk to him. It could be the amount of time that you home and he could feel like you hang out too much with your homegirls. He could feel like you talk about their y'all business too much to outsiders. It's so many different things that can infiltrate in a relationship and ultimately poison it. And it becomes this toxic situation. Everybody equates toxicity to screaming and yelling and fussing and fighting. That's not always toxicity. Sometimes the quietness, the silence is where the toxicity can lie. You know, we're not speaking up on the issues. We're not speaking up on up on what we truly feel. We sleep with each other every night, back to back, looking at the wall, thinking to ourselves what we want to say to this person, but we're afraid to say it. So I pose this question also, y'all. I'm just giving y'all homework. Is it worth suffering and holding yourself back to stay in a relationship for children? To stay in a relationship for your child. Now, side note, my friend, he has an older child who his his older child's mom, he he left her, you know, they they decided not to be together, and his oldest son really struggled with that. So having this child that he has now with the girl that he's with, he doesn't want to inflict that on his child. But like I told him, kids after a while can sense an unhappy relationship. TV shows too much of what these perfect cookie-cutter relationships look like. You know, you see the dad come in the house, kiss the mom. Hey, honey, how was your day? And then they see you come in the house, barely say two words to the mom. You in another room the whole time, wake up and do the same thing all over again. Kids can sense your unhappiness, you know? So it's like, I understand the need and the want to be able to be under the same roof with your children and see them every day and watch them grow and all of those great things. 
but there is a responsibility to be had by adults to be careful who you have children with, right? And it's like, you can't tell a woman what to do with her body. So if she wants to go through with having this baby, then that's just what it is. However, if you don't want to be with that woman and you know you don't want to be with that woman and you on your way out the door before you even find out that she's even pregnant, then that child's upbringing is going to look a little different than what it may have looked if you would have been with your person, if you had met your soulmate or the person that's for you. So it's like, it's a level of accountability to be had for us as adults to not sit in things for our children because ultimately we suffer and so do the kids over time. So I don't know, y'all. I really have been back and forth in my head about different topics this week. But after having that conversation with him, because we talked for a long time and, you know, I think he felt good just kind of getting out his frustration and how he felt. But what would y'all do? You know, what What are reasons that you stayed in a relationship that you just knew was over? Like, you knew the shit was a dub, but you just stayed in it. You know, was it comfort? Were you codependent? What was it? But I'm going to go ahead and wrap this episode up. This episode three, Heal That Sis podcast. And I will catch you guys in the next episode.